This copyrighted podcast is presented by the U.S. Highbush Blueberry Council. The opinions and views shared by those of non-paid guests on the business of blueberries are those of our guests and do not represent the views, positions, or policies of the USHBC. The blueberry industry is like no other, passionate, resilient, and innovative. This podcast is your source for the latest information on the management, markets, research, and technology related to blueberry production. This is the business of blueberries. Here's your host, president of the U.S. Highbush Blueberry Council, Casey Cronquist. Welcome back to another episode of the Business of Blueberries, the award-winning podcast dedicated exclusively to the blueberry industry. As I hope you've heard, the USHBC recently launched the Berry Smart Insights platform for fresh blueberries, an automated voluntary production and historical price database. Now, this will help our industry more accurately measure production, inventory, and pricing with a weekly report on supply, demand, inventory shipments, even looking at things like a forecast. This is an important part of the USHBC strategic plan to help growers and marketers become more efficient, resilient, and innovative using data. Here to talk about their early experiences with the platform are Joe Powell of Wish Farms and Michael Hill of H&A Farms. Joe and Michael, thanks for joining us on the Business of Blueberries. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us. Great to be here. Well, I'm looking forward to talking to you both. Uh, I want to hear about your perspectives, kind of your first user experience on the Berry Smart Insights Fresh platform. But before we do, we should probably get a little of an explanation, a bit more information for those of you who are less familiar with what we're talking about, the platform that's been built. But here to do that is Data Joe, our Director of Business Intelligence, Joe Vargas. Joe has done a great job helping to kind of set the stage for this over the course of many months. But I thought, Joe, you could set the scene for everyone by telling our audience exactly what it is that we just launched. Yeah, thanks, Casey. So I really see it as, you know, there's really three big pieces to this new launch that's going to provide the industry value. And, and I think the first thing being this bringing together data from throughout the industry for an accurate, timely understanding of the market. Uh, number two provides more than just past and present data. It's also including a critical piece, which is forecasting, which will be the first for blueberries an aggregated forecast. It's going to help guide the industry, which is critical. And three, it's industry owned. It's governed by the USHBC and overseen by the USDA. And the industry decides on what's important and necessary to help innovate and encourage a more data driven industry. Yeah, that's all great. Even going back to what you said about the forecast, you know, this is something that I know strawberries has had forever. It's the pink sheet they're forecasting out. Blueberries just hasn't had anything like that. So that's going to be something that sounds very new for sure. It is something that the industry has been asking for. It seems like uh, every meeting we're in on this subject, it's like this is the other thing that would be super valuable for the industry. But again, to your point about the history, the past and present data, it's bringing this in uh, in a more accurate, timely way. And of course, this differentiates us from you know the systems that have been in place for years. And many people who are listening are probably very familiar. I mean, in fact, every week we drive people to our website to pull down information that we've collected or curated that is coming from USDA AMS market news. Uh, that has been really the standard for this industry and something that we continue to leverage and will continue to leverage in the future. However, this is going to be different from the AMS market data. So how do you anticipate the average listener of our podcast benefiting from this new platform? This is going to be a different approach than the current AMS systems. Uh, the USHBC platform is a participant only platform. 
but we are building and planning for a future where the average listener is benefiting because they're participating in the platform. So to break that down a little bit, you come with your data, you're able to participate in the platform. So while this is free to the industry, the payment comes in the form of data. We're going to continue to focus on building out our participants list. We've launched with seven companies and our goal is to try and, and have over 90% uh, participation here over the next uh, couple of years. Well, again, thank you uh, to all the companies who have jumped in and are participating already. This has been a work in progress now for a couple of years. Joe, you've been working on this very diligently for the last year, but thank you to Berry Fresh. Thank you to California Giant Berry Farms. Thank you to Driscoll's, Family Tree Farms, H&A. North Bay Produce and Wish Farms, who have all already plugged in. I know we're working with a number of other companies who are uh, looking to get their data set in such a way. I mean, there's a little bit of work that goes in for systems to align, and you're working with a few more companies on getting them into the system. And of course, to your point, we want to get more companies involved with this platform. So this is uh, not only going to be a great episode for just discussing a couple of experiences that people are already having so far, a couple of our stakeholders and users, but an important connection to you know our audience who's listening, who, who would like to participate and be more involved with the system. So you know, I want to get into it. I want to talk to a couple of our, our folks here who are actually using the platform, some of our early adopters of the platform, because we are just getting started. And I think it's going to be interesting for the industry to hear from other people in the industry. So we've brought on uh, Joe and Michael, but I'll start off, Joe, with you. You know, most listeners are familiar with Wish Farms, hopefully, because they heard from Gary Wishnatsky back on episode 91. He was a great guest. But the level set, maybe you can talk just quickly, briefly about Wish Farms and specifically your presence in the blueberry market. Yeah. Once again, thank you. Um, we're happy to be, be on and uh, really looking forward to uh, really furthering our data set. A little bit about Wish Farms. Uh, we celebrated 100 years this past November. Um, we've continued to grow year over year. What we've really done is expanded into the other berries. Uh, we've, we really used the strawberry platform to catapult the blueberry side of our business. And we've continued to grow year over year by expanding into the, the different regions and with the ability to offer different varieties into uh, the marketplace, which is really the driver behind the demand in the blueberry industry at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Well, talk a little bit about this platform for Wish. You know, what was it about the Berry Smart Insight Fresh platform that got you excited, participating, and obviously engaged? What appealed to you guys? It's the forecasting tool. Um, we feel that that is the driver that needs to be really focused on in the blueberry side. It's, it's the forecast, the estimates coming up. It only benefits the grower having accurate uh, forecasting tools in place. It helps with the timing of the crop, the size of the crop, having the accurate information a couple of weeks out that really helps set the price points. If you know you're coming into a flush, you can you can set the price at a level retailers can move their fruit instead of getting backed up, being surprised by a crop coming on. And then all of a sudden your price drops drastically instead of having a, a sound plan in place and, and a strategy with your sales team. Yeah, well, I appreciate you said that. I mean, I think we could dig in a little bit there on how you see this benefiting the grower, you know, obviously wishes a marketer. But when you look at this platform you know, from a, a responsibility standpoint, maybe talk a little bit more about how do you see this actually benefiting growers? 
So the way we manage the the blueberry, uh, we look at the industry volume. We do believe there's a direct correlation between industry volume and price points in the retail level. We believe that uh, knowing when the peaks and then the valleys of the of the crops come on, we can better price the crop to where it's advantageous for both the retailers and the growers to continue movement throughout the uh, industry. And when we know we're coming into a valley of the of the season, you can increase the pricing to where it accommodates the growers because when you reach those times of the year, growers have additional costs on the harvest side, their harvest costs increase. And so you want to make sure that your pricing is in line to where they're profitable because at the end of the day, the grower needs to be profitable. Yeah. Well, and I think some people could be listening and say, well, we kind of have that today with the indexing or the at least the report that USDA has. What do you see that's differentiating, again, the USDA platform versus how the group that's in this data set is working together? The information that we extract from the USDA is, is what's already happened, what's in the past. So we use that for future when you're coming back into that season. So this is actually looking forward. You're actually looking what's coming down three weeks, six weeks out. And that's when normally you're, you're when you see the peak of the season coming, you are working six weeks out, working on getting the, the crop sold. Well, and I liked what you said, again, you know, just thinking about how other folks might use this in the future, how you're using it, but who within the industry would you recommend this to? I mean, what advice would you have for them as they look to get started with this platform? I would say utilize this platform because the more you put into it, the more you're going to get out of it. That's why it needs to have more buy-in. I think if we can have a larger share of the market, I think that's only going to benefit everybody. And at the end of the day, like I said, this is all about improving the returns to the growers because this is why we're here. Yeah. Well, and I liked your connection back to strawberries too, your experience in strawberries, you know, out here in California, the commission has a, what they call the pink sheet, which is part of their forecasting of the crop that's coming. And then they obviously have the historical as well, but there's a lot of value to that industry, that part of the berry patch in what we're trying to accomplish for blueberries. It feels like a maturation. I mean, for those of folks who have been in strawberries, they know, you know, how helpful that tool could be. You know, we've taken a page out of the avocado business as well with what Joe's built for the avocado industry. And so it feels like blueberries is growing into its own in terms of being able to have systems like this in place. uh, That's beyond obviously what USDA can provide an industry that's trying to grow and, and be effective with its crop production, sales cycle, all those tools. So very good. Well, let me ask you one more thing. You know, what do you see from your perspective, Joe? Uh, What does this platform mean then for the future of our industry? This platform, I I do believe because it is early uh, and I do believe it's going to continue to evolve and it'll continue to evolve for the better. And it'll evolve to suit the business needs as this uh, industry continues to change because the the landscape is ever-changing. The way this industry is today is not what it's going to be two years from now. Uh, the, the industry continues to grow on the, the global scale. As new regions in, in Northern Africa are coming online, it's just only going to continue to change the dynamic. Yeah, I'm excited about how Joe's going to be able to provide you know even more insights into how the market's behaving at retail. There's just more data that we own at USHBC that can eventually layer in more strategically on top of what the group's providing in terms of data. But we have a lot more to cover, but it's time for our crop report. This is a busy time of year. We have several states continuing to join us each week to talk about the progress of 
their crop. So here once again is your blueberry crop report. It's time for your blueberry crop report, an update on crop conditions and markets from important blueberry growing areas. Today you'll hear from Darren Wheeler in Georgia, Pat Gowen in Indiana, TJ Hafner in Oregon, and Mario Ramirez in Mexico. This was recorded on June 14th, 2023. My name is Darren Wheeler. I'll be giving the uh, crop update for Georgia. The Georgia fresh season is rapidly coming to an end. We are now primarily picking bright wool and powder blue. Most hand labor has now moved on, so most harvesting is now being done by machine. Fresh volumes has significantly decreased since last week. I expect that conventional volumes will continue to decrease and will be all but done by the end of week 25. Do anticipate fresh organic production would go through week 27 with limited volume. And the current Georgia forecast, current fresh estimate is 55 million, and the frozen uh, process estimate is 20 million, totaling 75 million pounds for the 2023 season for Georgia. That is my report. I'm Pat Gowen. I'll be reporting for the state of Indiana. Uh, Yesterday, we finally received our first measurable amount of rain since the end of March, so it has been well welcomed. Certainly, we are still in a drought situation. As far as disease and pest pressure on the crop, it remains low. The majority of the state will begin harvesting in the next 7 to 14 days. Our estimate will be 3.3 million pounds of fresh, 0.2 of processed for a total of 3.5 million pounds of fruit. And as far as acreage, we are working with the FSA to develop a better estimate. Uh, We believe that the numbers may be closer to a seven or 800 acres for the state of Indiana. And that concludes my report. Thanks. Uh, This is TJ Hafner doing the crop report for Oregon. Weather this past week was warm and dry for the most part. This past Friday, there were some spotty showers throughout the Willamette Valley, and it was more so north than south. The rest of this week is forecast to be in the low to mid-70s. We're starting to see a lot of blue fruit and early varieties. For the most part, all bees are removed now. We are seeing what appears to be some pollination issues in a few varieties, in particular like Last Call, Legacy, Liberty, Clockwork, and uh, even Draper. It's not something we're seeing on all farms, though. I suspect it's related to the the 90-plus degree weather that we had for a couple days during bloom and possibly the very, very condensed uh, bloom period we had this year. We're anticipating harvest starting the last week of June maybe even some early amounts coming in the week before that. Uh, so they, maybe even the end of next week or next weekend. SWD sprays are starting up on the, the early varieties now. You know, overall, things still look pretty good. Uh, and we're anticipating higher than originally projected volumes coming out of Oregon this year, but don't want to venture a guess at that yet. From what I'm hearing from our labor contractors, we should have ample labor to start the harvest season out here. That's always kind of a wild card and we'll have to just see what shows up. But at this point, I think we're anticipating enough people to get the season kicked off here. And that's it from Oregon. Here in, in Mexico, we're in the middle of, of a heat wave, but we're reaching temperatures around 39th or 40 Fahrenheit degrees. That's really high for central Mexico for the production regions. But as you may know, we're uh, finishing the season. We have almost the same volume of last week, just 1% upper than, than last week. It is 3,240,000 pounds 
of fresh blueberries for the United States, and another 200,000 pounds for other destinations, including Europe and Asia. From this volume, 20% was organic blueberries. In frozen blueberries, we decreased 10% with 18,000 pounds, and we're representing less than 1% of the total United States importation. We're almost to finish the season, as I told you before. Uh, we're almost to four weeks in the middle of July where we're finishing this season. And the next weeks, uh, the volumes will decrease considerably. That's all for Mexico. Well, thanks so much to our busy growers and colleagues who take time to participate in these reports. As a reminder, you can go to the new USHBC Data and Insight Center to see more data of what's happening in the blueberry industry, including USDA pricing and movement, retail category performance, Nielsen monthly retail sales reports, and Joe, if I can say, much, much more. I say this every week, uh, but things are constantly changing over there as well. So it's great information. Some of this will remain like it always has, uh, but there is much, much more. Maybe you can talk about how much more people can expect to see over there. Yeah, Casey, it's it's been a constant change here on the data and analytics side. And what's really exciting is the Data and Insights Center um, is now hosted completely by the USHBC. So it's running off of our brand new platform that's also running the Very Smart Insights uh, Fresh program. And it's exciting because it gives us the ability to be much more dynamic um, and really start to expand on some of the data sources that we do have. Just talking even about Nielsen uh, retail sales reports, that's going to be now the spins retail sales reports. And you'll get to hear more and more about that over the next uh, couple of weeks as we transition into that. So there's going to be a little bit of, uh, you know, we're some trial and error and some pieces that we're working on. Some things might not work quite right, but we are um, refining this and it's going to just give us a huge window of opportunity to be able to bring more and more to that platform. All I can say is it's coming. Stay tuned. Uh, we're going to be doing a lot more Loom sessions and a lot more behind the scenes as we get into this next uh, next 12 month session. So we've we've spent the last 12 months really building this platform. The company we work with, Bytecode, has been fantastic. And now that we've got the platform, it's we're ready to run. So I'm really excited for where we are today. And the next 12 months are going to be really exciting for the industry. OK, well, you heard it here. Make sure you go check that out because it's going to be some place that I, I know people are already logging into. It's one of our, if not the most popular page on our website. Uh, so keep up the great work, Joe, and certainly stay tuned out there for all the other things that are coming, including this uh, very smart Insights Fresh platform. So let's go back to today's episode with Joe and Michael. I want to grab Michael, uh, Michael Hill here with H and Eight Farm in Florida to provide you know some of your insights. Michael, you're one of our. I don't know if we call you guys founding members, but uh, the first ones to join us when we go to launch something this big. Uh, certainly appreciate your time to talk a little bit about what that experience has been like for you and your team, Michael. But maybe start off talking about H and A Farms. So those who haven't heard from you, but could you just give us a quick introduction on H and A? Yeah, sure. Like I said, glad to be on here. But H&A, uh, I personally am a fourth generation grower down here in Florida, grew up around the vegetable industry. Our business partner, Ryan Atwood, and I, we started the business back in 2014, but we have been growing blueberries before then. But basically, we're growers. We have our own farms and we farm, you know, mostly for the fresh market. Uh, we also have a management company. We manage farms for uh, outside investors. And we manage their operations and, and bring all the fruit here uh, and distribute it out. And then we also have 
growers that we work with that are, you know, outside growers. Uh, we'll help them in regards to fungicides, fertilizer programs, things like that. And then all combined, we're about 35% of the Florida industry. So we're, we're mostly based out of the Southeast, but, you know, heavily invested in the blueberry industry. And, and that's why we're eager to jump on because, you know, knowledge is power. And that's what we're trying to, to get at here and, and see the value for the future in not only forecasting, but looking at current pricing and past pricing on one platform. Yeah. Well, and talk about what appealed you to jump in. Obviously, you're in a kind of a unique position there in Florida, as you described yourself. You're a grower. You work with a lot of growers in the region there. But what drew you into a data and insights platform, specifically one with USHBC, this Berry Smart Insights platform? You know, what we have been doing, and I think part of our success has been forecasting. We go out to every single one of our fields. We have spreadsheets on each and every block, historicals, futures, and we spend a lot of time pre-season in the field estimating the crop. And uh, as any salesperson will tell you, kind of like Joe talked about, when you know what is coming, it strengthens an industry. So we put a lot of time into doing that and to being able to aggregate it for everybody. And if we can get everybody to jump on, We've seen the value in it in the past, and we know what the value is for the future. So for us, being part of it just makes sense. But, you know, we work with marketing companies, right, like Wish Farms uh, to sell the crop. And our job is to get quality fruit in a cup and to forecast the crop for them for the future. Because as a marketing company, it's difficult to know what you got in every region, right? So to be able to have a platform that you can see every region, what's coming down the pike. You know, this is a global market and uh, there's fruit coming in overseas. There's fruit crossing the border. There's fruit shipping from the Southeast to the Northwest. Having all that understanding in one platform that everyone can see is only going to strengthen this industry. So the, the more knowledge you have, the tighter that gap is going to be in either dropping the price too low or keeping it too high too long. You're I think making a fine point on how this helps growers. So yes, the platform is working with people like yourself, Wish, others who are marketers, handlers of the fruit today, because that's where the consolidation of the data comes. But from your perspective, Michael, how does this help someone who's listening to this podcast, who's maybe a grower not participating with a handler that's participating in the platform? What would you say to them that says, this is why this is important today? Well, I mean, from a marketing perspective, I can talk about it in different ways to talk about selling the fruit. But I mean, just like I said before, narrowing that gap is going to put more dollars back into our pockets. And right now, it's more important time than any time. And, and the reason why I say that is because right now, retailers and marketers in both aspects are selling fruit, let's say a $20 flat, right? And because historical pricing was $20 a flat when there was 18 million pounds in the market or 22 million pounds in the market, well, a $20 flat now is equivalent to about a $26 flat three years ago. Our prices have just gone up. We're feeling the squeeze. Other growers are feeling the squeeze. And if we can get that gap tighter, it's ever more important right now. Going back to it, you can look at this platform and it's always been this game of chasing the retailer around the room, chasing the price around the room. You'll have somebody who sits there and, and calls and talks about what the price is for a whole day and trying to figure out what the market is. 
And you'll have a retailer say, well, I bought a load for $14 and I got another one coming tomorrow for 14. Well, that's what the market is. And then you can look on this platform and say, I'm sorry, I'm seeing that the market's 22. Somebody just must have had some bad fruit and they sold it for 14. So if you want fruit on the spot, so to speak, because sometimes you have to sell fruit on the spot, it's going to be $22, which in turn is going to strengthen the market, which will put more money back into the pockets of the growers. Well, that's a great example. And I think for you, who has made the jump and and are participating, the one benefit we've had with this program's launch is that we've shared those marketers who are participating, those handlers at the beginning. But there are a number we still would like to see participate. I think our goal is to reach 70% of the production uh, so we're working that direction. Talking to Emiliano at Avocados, he said that it took him about two years to get to 90%. Now it's a tool that the industry can't live without. But what would you say to a grower whose marketer isn't participating in the platform today? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, one of the issues with our industry is there is a lot of fragmentation in different regions, right? But every grower has, you know, for the most part, say 95% of all growers have one of the main marketers moving their fruit. And And I would say that I would put pressure to be on the platform because if there's 15% of us that are reporting, forecasting, and current pricing and things like that, you're only getting a small snapshot. And you can trust the data more, the more volume that we have in it, the higher market share we have in it. So in this case, because all the data is protected, right? I mean, I can see our pricing, right, comparatively to the rest of the market, but I can't see anybody else's pricing. It's just an aggregated total lump sum. The more market share we have that is reporting this, the stronger it's going to be because there's, there's going to be more confidence in it, which, again, is going to strengthen the market and is going to put more money back into our pocket. Let's just think about this as we go forward from here. What what do you see this platform representing going forward for the industry? What does it mean for the future of blueberries? I think I just go back into when we have our conference calls and whatnot, we talk about, I'll say, hey, the market is very strong right now, or the market is very weak right now. A lot of the market being weak is a lack of knowledge out there. And I think we're at one of those times where we have figured out a way to make that market stronger, which is through data, right? We have the data. We need to start using it, right? And I think that's what this is a step towards. That's right. Well, and I think too, if we're envisioning a future, uh, one of the visions I have for it, and I've talked to Joe Vargas about this is, you know, well, this may not be actual real time. So I don't want to confuse the idea that this is going to be coming in as the data comes in in an aggregate form, but that there's screens in sales offices that are dedicated to this information that's just on the board. It's so important that people understand where the information is and this is where it's at and it just stays there. And and, uh, so I appreciate, you know, you making the great point of how valuable this can be for teams of people. So I'm going to talk about your teams. How has the platform influenced your team? Has the team gotten on board with this? Like, what is this new system? And how are we supposed to use it? So what was your experience uh, introducing this to your team, Joe? So they're slow to adopt. They don't like to see if they're being outperformed by anybody. So that's why I said it's a great barometer. Uh, So it's a great tool to show where you are uh, compared to your competition to other marketers that are uh, using the platform. The data is real. It's live. And the more they have buy-in and and trust the data, they're going to utilize this tool. Yeah, fantastic. And Michael, what about your team? How are they feeling about it? 
Well, you know, we don't have it. We're not a marketing company, right? So our team's not as big. It's, it's, it's mostly me doing most of it. Our job has been to forecast the crop to our marketers, right? We're kind of the voice of the farmers, right? That's our job too. So I can tell them, hey, this is what our average pricing is, and this is what the rest of the industry is. So you can see in real time, like Joe was talking about, where we stand. But also, you know, I'll go back to that transparency. I think a big thing that what this platform does is it makes this a more transparent industry as well. Because the data is more capable to be in the hands of many people now, many more growers. So when, you know, if somebody's off base, so to say, they're not doing a great job and selling the crop, they know that everyone's going to know about that. And competition creates, you know, better performance, right? And I think that this is going to allow for or give us a more transparent industry. Amen. Well, that's great. No, I appreciate you saying that. So, you know, in terms of where we take things from here, I'll just ask both of you. This was a step, right? This is kind of launch the first out of the gate offering of what this cooperating tool will represent to the industry. But is there anything that you're hoping we get to as soon as possible? What's next from each of your perspective? I'll start with you, Joe, but what what are you hoping happens next with this data set that that we're not doing today, but you hope it evolves to. So I would like to see it get when spot prices or or the differentiation between what's sold on retail level versus what's the spot purchase. And when you're selling on the spot purchase, you know, call out the pack size, the pack format, because that calls a that creates a false narrative in the industry of what the spot market truly is, whether you're selling a six ounce on the spot market versus a pint. So when we look at the USDA reports daily. It's kind of like, okay, it's 20 to 25 or 20 to 24, but that's not truly indicative of what the retail market is. That's more of a spot market. So it's kind of confusing um, and it's confusing for growers that look at the USDA reports on a daily basis. And it's confusing for some people, whether you're representing the grower or you're representing uh, retail level. So it's a little bit more like call out on a retail set business versus, you know, spot. Very good. So, uh, Michael, I know you work closely with other companies, other marketers, as you described, as a grower and as a handler. I know North Bay is one of our other participants in this platform and is providing data and is a supporter of our program. But maybe you could talk about the value of you participating in it in the way that you're participating and the way that North Bay is participating and just connecting that dot on how this is going towards the good of the order from your guys' perspective. Yeah. So one thing that we had to make sure that the data was not getting double counted, right? So I worked with Joe and because the data is being aggregated from all of North Bay's supply and wanted to make sure that it wasn't coming in from their end and our end and having our volume plus everything else and our volume on North Bay's end being reported to the market. So yeah, North Bay is reporting it, but Joe is able to take the algorithm out from our ERP platform. So that way it's not double counting, right? So, and the same with our other marketers as well. Excellent. Well, and it must be great for you to see how it's working out on both sides because you're kind of that test of like, you can extract the data, you know, both your partnership with North Bay is benefiting, you're benefiting, you know, there's a, a nice connection that the data is actually making between your relationship there and your relationship at H&A. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I appreciate this time uh, with both of you. You know, I always like to ask if there's anything else, Michael, uh, that you might want to share before we let you go. 
you know, I think this is a big step in the right direction for us as an industry. You know, very excited about it. Like I said earlier, we've left a lot of money on the table. This kind of helps us not do that, which in a time that we really can't do that from the inflation that we've experienced in this business um, with the pressures that we're facing every day. Also, too, I mean, the, the process market is taking a turn, you know, downwards. And, you know, those are normally two to three year turns. So it's going to be more important now that we get the fresh market sold for as high as it can because we don't have the process market like we have had for the past few years. Talking about market share, I mean, it's just more important that this is adopted by the industry. So, you know, I would say if you're not already using it, I I don't know why you wouldn't because it's only going to strengthen everything. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. And I really am grateful for the both of you and your time today. This is uh, obviously something that we're dedicated to. We have put a lot of resource to this over the last couple of years. So again, thank you both for being early adopters. Thank you for being on the podcast and sharing your experience. And uh, we'll be continuing to do our outreach uh, to bring more market share onto this platform. It's an exciting, great start. I'm really pleased with the participant level that we got uh, in getting it off the ground. But again, I'm, I appreciate your time and encouraging others here and certainly that you guys are involved in helping lead the way. So thank Thank you very much for your time today. Well, that was a fantastic discussion. You know, sitting down with two of the uh, users of this new platform, Joe, has been fantastic. So I really appreciate the time from Joe Powell and Michael Hill. It's great hearing from them and their early experiences from the platform. But maybe you could talk about what you're hearing from others. Yeah. So being it's the produce industry, we hear a lot back from from the others. So it's is all good. We're we're getting some great insights back uh, already in these first two weeks of using the platform. Already penciling a ton of of new uh, iterations on the platform to just bring more and more. You know, some things we're we're changing, we're altering, we're making it what the industry needs, what the industry's asking for, and we have that ability with this with this dynamic platform. But we're also seeing, you know, what's next, you know, and, and that's the big question we are constantly asking. And right now, it's it's you know, the users are saying, "Hey, what we've got, this is great. Let's go with what we've got." And and uh, you know, I think myself and and our team's going, "Well, what's next? You know, what do you guys want, and what's more?" So you know, I think that's constantly kind of our mentality is is let's lead this thing, let's drive this thing, and uh, constantly trying to innovate, and and we'll be constantly iterating on this on this platform. Absolutely. Well, it it definitely will give I think a lot more assurances on decisions that I know this industry is facing, uh, you know, not not just on a daily basis, but as we go forward from here uh, on the future of the industry, just what an important platform this will be for so many people that want to understand the business of blueberries. It's the business we're in. So Joe, maybe you could talk a little bit about who should be using this platform. I know this is, like you said, a participant only platform, but what's the first step to be a participant? Like what does it take to be someone who's plugging into this new insights fresh platform? Yeah, Casey, it's, uh, you know, my answer is simple with who should be using it. It's everybody. The ultimate goal or, you know, our vision for this is that everybody, the industry will be using this. This is the industry's platform. It's the industry's information. Uh, call me, text me, email me, just get a hold of me, understand, you know, what this, this program is and, and how can we get you set up with the data? We've, we've got resources on our side. It's not a scary process. We'll talk to you and we'll work our way through uh, the conversation and, and the process. And for most, it's been a, it's been a pretty easy process. And 
it's been a pretty timely process too. So just reach out. Well, I'm excited about where we're at. Uh, this is really a massive milestone for USHBC, a big part of our strategic plan. It's uh, a big part of what we were charged with uh, developing. Joe, you've done a great job of getting our industry to this point and so much more to come. But is there anything you'd like to add before we wrap up this episode? You know, really the, the success of this platform is participation from the industry. So I really urge everyone to reach out call, understand the program, and uh, let's get your data going. Let's get it entered and, and uh, aggregated and you know get you logged into the platform so you can experience it for yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. This is something that we hope everyone feels uh, like they can be a part of. And if you're if you're looking for how to jump in, you know, Joe's here. And I think that's the part that, you know, yes, data is important, but the relationship to that data is really important. And, and the relationship that we want to have with the industry on, on helping curate that data, aggregate that data, and then provide a platform that's, you know, encouraging a, a more data-driven industry. This is a great, great milestone. So Joe, thank you so much for the work you've done. Thank you to our participants who are helping drive the system forward. And again, thank you to Michael and Joe Powell uh, for joining us on the episode today. We really appreciate this opportunity to kind of share more about what this platform's about. And obviously you're hearing a lot of enthusiasm about where it's headed and what it can become, but great episode. Thank you, Joe. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Casey. We're excited. Let's keep going. Go blueberries. Well, that's it for episode 139. Now this is going to be something that can be really powerful for the blueberry industry, but as you've heard, it's going to take a collective effort from everyone. So for those of you listening right now, we really need you to participate to help make the Berry Smart Insights platform as robust, accurate, and as valuable to the blueberry industry as possible. So uh, go check out what we have now. Like I say, every week, get involved by just going to ushbc.org forward slash data. But to get involved with this platform, you're going to need to reach out to Joe, otherwise known as Data Joe, and you can reach him at Data Joe at blueberry.org and so we'll include a link to that email address in the show notes of today's episode so thanks so much for listening we'll be back next week with more innovation collaboration family and hard work right here on the business of blueberries mm-hmm.